Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Join Myra, Jeff with a G, Dr. Sam, Jeffrey, and me, Jeff with a J, as we work to debunk those leadership myths. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome back to the No More Leadership BS podcast, where we talk everything leadership without the BS. Today, on tap is Miss Myra Hall, who's going to lead us in a discussion about fixing stuff. Myra. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. How many of us have been told something over and over and over in the form of an axiom, maybe that saying that your mom had, a saying that your dad had, just something you you heard over and over so much so that it's an automatic belief. Like, why don't you leave well enough alone? Don't kick a sleeping dog. Or if something is working, leave it alone and let it continue. Well, one that I heard probably from my mother and from my grandmother, and maybe she heard it from her grandmother, was if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Now, that actually... Most people will attribute it to Bert Lance, who was the director of ops of management and budget during Jimmy Carter's reign. And what he actually said is that's the trouble with government, fixing things that aren't broken and not fixing things that are broken. So, you know, we have to stop and think, is this actually true? I mean, it makes sense. If it makes sense, if it's not broken, and we are stretched to the max in our resources and our assets. Why would we take the time to fix something that wasn't broken? Like the wheel is not squeaking. Why do we oil it? Somehow that logic never applies to things where it would make the most sense. Like if you didn't change the oil in your car, would the engine seize up? Or do we believe that daily fitness and diet regime instead of waiting until a doctor tells you you're sick because you didn't do it? Or what if a bridge was becoming unsafe? Would they wait before it collapsed to fix it or even maintain it? So I, I don't know about you guys, but I see this as a huge problem. Um, when we're looking at systems, which systems run a well-oiled machine in our business. So nothing is static. It's either getting better or it's breaking down. Now, with that in mind, what kind of advice or insight would you have for somebody that their, their organization is running smoothly? And my second question is, what organization comes to mind that did not pay attention to the fact that 
systems break down? So I, my first thought is to uh, not just don't kick the sleeping dog, don't kick dogs. Friends, let's, we'll, we'll just stop kicking dogs at home. Um, but second, they're, like, they're going to get, right, get PETA mad at us and they do not sponsor this podcast. <laughs> the actual point, um, continuous quality improvement. I mean, there's no reason to believe that everything is perfect all the time. Exactly. And when things are going well, that's really, really good. And it's not a slight to the folks who are doing great work to ask, can we get a little bit better? It's not saying they're not doing their best. It's saying, is there something we can tweak? Maybe make your work easier to make efficiency a little bit higher, to make our customers happy. What can we do to make a little bit of adjustment? One example of a organization maybe didn't do that. And it's a story I think a lot of folks know. Um, Microsoft had the pod um, player, the, the Zoo, and it was a really, really good product and had all kinds of features and so forth. And nobody knows about it because this thing came across through Apple that took over everything. Yep. And the story is, you know, Microsoft didn't fully recognize the whole landscape and didn't improve enough on all the pieces. They had a great product, but not a great audience for it. So could they have watched landscape better and worried about improving every space? Yeah. And maybe they would have had a little different uh, handle on the music player and podcast market. Um, but without looking at the whole picture and being ready to say, where can we get better? Where can we improve? Things may just pass you by that you're not paying attention. Exactly. You know, I, 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 I learned that uh, just because you've always done it that way doesn't mean it's right. And I've always, you, you, I think good leaders will always look at every aspect of an organization and how can you be more efficient? How can it, how can it run better? How can we do it better? Disney has a thing, uh, a word that they use, it's called plussing. You know, they'll, they'll come up with an amazing product or an amazing idea and they'll say, this is fantastic, but how can we make it better? It's always, but how can we make it better? Because we can always get better. And so I, I think the evolution of an organization is never ending because it's always going to get better. Now, there are those organizations that don't evolve um, and they're not with us anymore or they get bought up, just like you said, the noon. Um, you know, I have my own issues with with um, Apple. I think the iPhone's a wonderful product, but what, what, how's it, how has it really changed? You know, it's still kind of the same product with a tweak, you know, and people are still buying it because it's an iPhone. Um, but I think a good leader will always look at every aspect and every nook and cranny of an organization and how can I make it better? And I've never loved the adage, well, we, because we've always done it this way. Well, it doesn't mean it's right. Well, that brings up another another point is um, one of the quotes that I found was to assume that something is working at the best it ever will or something is done the best way it can is arrogance. Yep. Do you, do you agree with that? Yes. I think it's arrogance, but I also think it's oh, a little right. na naivete on it as well. I think if, if the naivete is, is, you know, hey, I've created this or we have this widget and we're doing this really, really well and we're serving a good population. But could, how could you serve one more? I, and it's, it, there's that one person's not using your product because of a reason. What is that reason? So that's where the that's where the plussing comes in, if you will. But what if we just want to stay as effective as we are? What if we, I mean, if you're, if you're not dying, if, if, we are dying. if we are flying high, we're doing well. Um, and plusing isn't necessarily the next step. 
and we have systems that are working and we're thinking, oh, I have arrived. The arrogance comes in. What happens then um, when we quit monitoring our systems and quit trying to, like I said, nothing stays static. It's either improving or it is not. It's going the other direction. So if we don't keep well, up my, the ones that are working, it it's we can lose what we've built. I guess is my point. Yeah, exactly. If you're not growing, you're dying. Well, like, my rang. Yeah, I, I was thinking there's there's the arrogance of that, but there's also ignorance in that too. That you can be flying high, and let let's use the airplane metaphor. Uh, so we're we're flying in our no more leadership BS podcast uh, Learjet, and we're at thirty five thousand feet, and the sky is clear, and the the air is smooth, and we're just moving along. So we're saying, you know, everything's perfect. We are flying high, and it's great. Well, yeah, you're also going across the ground at three hundred knots or whatever, um, and, and things are going to change. So in your organization, if you're flying high and everything's wonderful. There's ignorance in, in not understanding that the environment is changing around you. And therefore, you're going to have to pay attention to your systems. And if we're in our Learjet, we're going to have to pay attention to what we're doing because there, there may be weather coming up ahead. There may be your, your example with, with Microsoft that the, the environment is changing around you. And so everything's good inside my house, but everything else outside is, is coming down and I'm not paying attention to that. Now, uh, arrogance, I think causes some of that, but it really, to me, is you're in this ignorant um, mindset uh, about what's going on around you, and, and that's no place to be. So if you're flying high, pay attention to what's going on around you, because you're likely, not likely, you are absolutely going to have to adapt and change and, and move because the environment's changing around you. Two things, what? two things, two things. I'm appalled that we have no more leadership BS, Learjet, and no one told me. I'd really like to use it. But I also think that there are those organizations that uh, do change for change's sake and not really pay attention to one, the, the, the mission, the original mission of the organization and two, the, yeah. the customer base. And I'm going to, there, there is a large entertainment organization who has parks around the world that are slowly creating a two-tier system and making it where those people that have money can go and those people that don't can't go. And that was not the original idea of of those parks. And that's my opinion. That's my soapbox. But how many organizations will make tweaks and make things better, um, but it's veering away from their original mission, original purpose of being? I'll bring up Apple again, the, the iPhone, the iPhone started off to be a wonderful, wonderful product. And now they're 1200 bucks. The phones are 1200 bucks each, you know? So I've had my phone for a very, very, very long time. Well, let's return to the Learjet because I really like that. I'd love to go to a Learjet. <laughs> I really like, love the hell? You know, Spire? at the very least, as we're flying high, we're using up resources. And, and who knows that better than the pilot? the one that's driving the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just the just the whole analogy of a of a jet is is really good because somebody is guiding that plane. And those are the people that that really need to watch your use of resources. They need to watch the direction 
But they also have automatic systems built in called a gyroscope. Every few minutes runs and slightly adjusts that, that, that jet, if you will, back on course so that it, it's not ever even one degree off. Which the analogy is great. So do you have a pilot that is watching? You know, does it need to be the owner, the leader? Not necessarily, but you better know who it is. And you better know what they need to watch. What are the, the PKIs or key indicators that they need to watch? And then what is your gyroscope? What is going to keep you from veering off course from your original mission? Well, what, what, wouldn't the gyroscope in most in business be the mission? Yeah. I mean, that's your, that's where you're headed. Right. And but it's, vision, not your, the, it's not what keeps you. No, but the but and the, the mission and the vision are the two things because this is why we are here. This is our purpose for being here. Mm-hmm. Now, if if we're gonna say we're gonna fly from Seattle to 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 Eastern Oregon, uh, and we start veering off to Montana, it's not really your vision and your mission. Those are just hobbies, and and they're not really your vision and your mission. You, that's why an organization needs to have a strong vision and mission. And the leader is the one that keeps promoting the vision and the mission. And exactly. And and I think you make a good point, except I think that the mission and the vision is when you're setting your course and your, your leadership is what keeps it on that course as they see things yeah. drifting in a different direction. Right. Well, and the vision and the mission were the, were, were the, they were there when the organization originally started. Right. You know, this is what we're doing. This is why we're here. When our work is done, this is what the world will look like. It's the leader's responsibility to one, adhere to those vision and mission and to work within the organization to attain the mission and vision. I I don't disagree with you there, but back to the analogy of the plane is it could easily. Boeing. (laughs) Okay, a Boeing. Whatever. No, I was going to say, so Boeing's mission and vision the CEO and the board of directors job is to make sure that the organization is always reaching their mission and vision. And it can get off easily. Look at what, what were, you were just talking about uh, Apple, the iPhone and Microsoft. It gets off of it. Their gyroscope was not working to bring it back to its original mission. And some people agree, some people won't agree, but that it's for illustration purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that's constant through all this Nothing stays the same. Nothing stays static. And that really builds on Mr. Geyer's podcast about change is we should not only expect and embrace change, but be glad for it. Because without change, we are dying. Yes. 100%. And how do we know Again, you know, I throw that that's what we do. That's what our what we do professionally is if they don't have a gyroscope, we help do that. We help fill that. And they make sure that for one thing, that they know their course, they know their mission and vision, they know where they're going, and then help keep them on it or help watch the systems, watch just build the program. So that they get to their their destination safely and on purpose and not by accident. 
yeah, using that example of um, like like Joe said, well, uh, you know, we've always done it this way, and like you start off my red paper and don't fix it. Imagine again, we'll go back to our jet metaphor. Your destination's locked, everything is set, you're going, and then the wind changes direction or speed or something. If you don't make an adjustment for that, you may still go and it may feel smooth, but you're not paying attention to your environment. So those little adjustments and tweaks are, are really going to be necessary to at least keep up with what's going on around you. Never mind trying to sell beyond the other influences that are not within your organization. Yeah, it's it, it. The whole thing with change is if we have to accept it that it's going to happen. In fact, if we don't have change, we ought to be scared. Well, aren't there external global? things that happen that affect almost every business. Supply chain right now. Huge supply chain. When I was working in the nonprofit world, when the recession happened in 2009, heavily affected it. Yep. So yeah, you can't, but my dad always said, you can't read your press. When you start reading your press on how great you are, yes, when you're in trouble. And that's an analogy. And he was great. By the way. <laughs> I, I still remember how he made us oh, laugh. My dad? Yeah. Oh, he was awesome. Dad, yeah. That's funny. Uh, that's another podcast about how Jeff and Myrick, Jeff and Myrick could be related. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but world events, world economics, world politics affects every business in some way, shape or form at some time. And, and a great analogy for our lives as well as our business. We have no control over what happens in the world. Usually we have no control over it. I've tried. We have the control to, uh, we do have the ability to control our reaction to it. Yeah. And to keep ourselves on course. Well, and how prepared is your business for those changes? That, you know, uh, and that's another podcast. It's, yeah. I've, I've always believed in trying to keep an organization nimble enough that you can do those. And I hate the word pivot, but you can pivot. You can change the whole COVID thing. How many businesses have had to change how they do business in order to be around still. Yeah. Well, all of them. Yeah. All of them. Right. But that's including that, us, including us. Yeah, exactly. COVID didn't do the coaching world much, much help, but we were nimble enough to make adjustments. And if you catch the right wind, it, it, it raises you up. Yep. And not only that is you can't fly up without resistance. The change, again, coming back to change, and this is where this whole thing leads, is change is inevitable. Um, you don't always see it coming. So stiff. Sometimes you get in the middle of it. And in, in wrapping this up, if this change that, that we've seen, the exterior change has caused interior changes, a, a, a lack of direction, let us know. Let us know how we can help you. Just uh, have a phone call quick and maybe we can just give you a piece of advice that will send you in the right direction or give you an aha that you didn't think of before. It's a change. It may not be the way that you would prefer to do it, but it might open up new possibilities. And I'm sure any one of us would be happy to, at no charge, you know, just have a conversation and try to give you some insight because we're here to help. That is, that's what we do. That's, that's our calling. And we would love to help you. So uh, reach out to us is ask us at leadershipbs.co. Ask us at leadershipbs.co. 
www.thepodcast.co. And with that, if is there any more comments or if not, I in, invite you to, to get in touch. And we, we will talk to you next week. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. If we use your email questions or comments, you will win a DISC behavioral assessment and debrief with one of our highly trained podcast teammates. And last but not least, don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much and tune in next time. We'll see you then.